y'all. Welcome to Carmichael Radio. This is a Tar Heel Women's Basketball Podcast. My name is Travis Lund, and I am here with Max Linky. Uh, hello. Anthony T- Battle. Terry Stacker. And joining us from sunny Indiana, Andrew Kuzera. All right, so nice y'all, obviously, yes, it's nice to have you, my man. Thank you for patching in from halfway across the country. So, uh, obviously, we have not seen a game yet. We just did have late night recently, and we are here to talk about the upcoming season and go through the roster. Uh, Let us start with the returners, and let us start with the backcourt. Does anybody have any thoughts about what we might be seeing out of Deja? And I guess if we want to, theoretically, depending on lineup... Countless as a guard, uh, Paulina Paris, Kayla McPherson, and then we will be sorting out some new pieces as well. Does anybody have anything burning that they want to get off their chest right away about the backcourt? Well, I'm for one um, excited about the the one the size that we have um, and the shooting and the depth. I think previous years we were probably missing um, a little bit of depth. So our starters had to play big minutes, but now yeah, I think we have all the pieces to really make a deep run um, in, in the tournament. Okay, and Terry, you were saying before we hit record on this that you really felt like we were going to keep Deja as the primary one moving forward this season. I think so, especially in the beginning of the season. I think we'll still see her at the point guard. She will bring that um you know, senior leadership also, I mean, she was our leading scorer last year. She took most of the shots. Um, I think with having Lexi um, Donarski joining the team this year, she's a really good shooter um, and she brings size. So I think we could possibly see her at the the shooting guard. Um, and then we'll, I think Usby, Poole, and then Gatdeen will, uh, you know, fill out the starting five. Um, we are guard heavy. So I think, you know, it could go either way. Um, but I think that would be the starting five. I like Kayla McPherson. You know, she's fast, um, speedy. Um, she's an energy player. I, I think I like her coming off the bench and, and bring that energy um, that we need, especially if the game maybe isn't going um, that well for her. I think she's that energy piece that we'll need to maybe turn things around in our favor. Absolutely. I feel that, man, Kayla, when she hits the burners, it's, it, she's, it, she meep meeps people. It's like the roadrunner. Kayla is one of those type of players that can impact the game so fiercely, so fast. She get in, she's like a, a popcorn machine. You know, once she heats up, it's <laughs> she could score 20, <laughs> 20 points back to back. So, yeah, Kayla is definitely somebody I got my eye on this year. And, um, you know, like you say, guard heavy. I, I really think DK has, uh, from what I've seen, just worked on her three-pointer just to be a little more consistent there um, shooting the three. So I'm looking forward to that as she become, um, you know, a senior or whatnot. Yeah, without Eva, with Eva Hodgson graduating, yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see who kind of fills in that two spot and right. kind of if they can develop a knockdown shooter in that spot because that's really something they needed last year. This is, if we're, if Terry's right and we're going to go with Lexi at the two, that's a very, uh, like, like, early early teens Memphis Grizzlies like that's a very Tony Allen thing just <laughs> yeah. pit ball defensive two guard yeah. who can shoot she can a shoot bit. too yeah she can yeah. it down yeah she's a, yeah alright so. I think you missed I think you missed a returning guard by the way I was telling you before we started recording I could see Tiani Key potentially playing some guard minutes this year 
I can see her starting. Yeah. I actually got her down at starting. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. She is absolutely, I, I worked with her a little in the offseason. She's absolutely perfected her pull-up mid-range. Like, it is yeah. night and day compared to last year. And just, I think, building on her confidence, she's got the handle now. She's got three-point consistency. She's got the mid-range. Like, I think she has all the tools to potentially be a really good guard slash three if, if, they, if Courtney decides to go big with the lineup. Yeah. Three. Okay, so that would what put Anya at the four and Maria or somebody and else at the five? Yeah, at the five. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> I got it at the four. Um, three, yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see. They I'm got three. options. So they have a, a lot of options. So with that theory, so would Utsby not start? No, Utsby starting. I would say this is just A, because they have so much depth, mm-hmm. I feel like, at every position. So I think they'll have a lot of different – because. Coach loves to kind of experiment, so I think she'll have like a, a mega big lineup in the back of her pocket if she wants to put Liz at the two and T at the three. Like, I'm not sure if it'll start, but that'll be a lineup that'll absolutely win some games. I feel like. <laughs> so that's you think because Coach was fairly, uh, fairly. I mean, injuries aside, last year it was just that's our starting five. You think she's yeah. going to be a little more matchup uh, contingent this year as far as who grabs a start. I don't, I mean, she might have to be because from the two years ago to the to this or to the past year, there's only one roster spot turnover. Is Carly leaving, Paulina coming in. Now it's like six or seven new players. So I feel like, I mean, she's always kind of done what it takes to win. I feel like she, I mean, I don't want to speak for her, but I feel like she might end up mixing some things up as oh, the yeah. season goes along. Most definitely. I would love to see that. I thought. And being honest, I thought last year maybe there were some times that Poole could have came off the bench because she didn't provide a lot of scoring. Like, she'll, you know, she's an energy player. She hustles hard. But we just didn't see that scoring from her that we've seen in, like, past years. Like, I remember watching her as a freshman. I'm like, man, this girl is going to be a star in this league. And then, you know, she it seems like she kind of took a step back last year. And maybe that was a confidence thing. Um, but I, I would like to see her shake it up throughout the year. If, you know, the season calls for that. She gives me kind of what is it, Elena Larkin vibes that she could potentially be that, um, that, yeah. that big girl in the middle. Um, I will say she's very smart. You know, when you see her on the court, like she's you know, she's calling out plays before they even uh get to running the plays, and you know, she's she's very smart. Um, defense, rebounding. Yeah, she has always been a major piece. That's going to be interesting to see. All right. Um, so while we were kind of moving to the front court here, um, obviously got gang coming out of BC. Um, one thing Coach Mack absolutely preaches is you must rebound and you must hit the Jets in defensive transition. Mm-hmm. So she is – that meshes bow with what Coach wants to do and – Got Gang put up, I think, 11-5, 11-6 last year, something pretty close to that. So she's clearly going to be a huge asset. I'm very, very curious to see what happens in terms of a lineup with her in there. And I know that there's a certain amount of senior credence, and especially the, the, the ones who have been here and built this program, but... We just kind of ran through some rotations and stuff yet and did not mention Ali Z. 
So I'm curious if y'all think that there's going to be a reduction of her minutes or role this season with the new pieces on board, or where are we seeing that? No, I mean, I think she'll still get minutes. Um, you got to realize she has that senior leadership now. So she uh, she, she might doesn't have the, um, the stats that, you know, uh, a Liz or... Um, Deja have, but um, I think she will. She got that senior leadership, so that that, that speaks volumes when you're at the next level. And, so. and she also like brings something. I feel like that none of the other bigs on the roster do, and that's a like a confident three point jump shot. Like she, granted, it didn't always go down last year, but she will catch and she will shoot. And that like just having that in, I'm sure there'll be some opportunities for her to come in and kind of let it go a couple times. Yeah, she's another big body as well. So, yeah. you know, when we get to play in those teams that's post-heavy, you know, God forbid if Maria or Usby, you know, get in some type of foul trouble, then, you know, she will provide that uh, option and that experience. Absolutely. Andrew, you were talking about that specifically with Liz and specifically when she goes hard into the paint to try and grab some boards. You were you were just talking about watching some film on playback. You had, you had noticed that – tendency to, to pick up more fouls than maybe was necessarily good? Yeah, I, I mean, if there's one thing that I think Alyssa can work on, and I think she does pretty much everything really, really well, um, it's honestly just watching how many fouls she picked up in the first half, and a lot of them are just those, like, they throw it to an elbow and she goes for a steal and isn't quite there with her timing or she's just a little bit late and it's kind of an unnecessary foul. It's just little things like that that, you know, her being a senior now, she can cut down on those. I also think having that thing at the rim now, one thing I think UMC didn't have last year was a true five who could protect the rim and block shots on a regular basis. I think that's gonna take a lot of the pressure off Alyssa to not necessarily that she filled that role, but um, it's it's going to open up more room for error on the outside um, for the guards and uh, anyone else like Alyssa who would have to depend, defend um, a really good post player one-on-one. Having that help backside is going to be like, okay, if I get beat, it's not the end of the world uh, because you have sort of that rim protector that you didn't have in previous years. So... Um, there's potential for that to wane a little bit, but I think uh, I think it's something that she could work on. But um, you know, that's splitting hairs when you talk about all the things that Alyssa does on uh, both ends of the floor. Yeah, that's fair. And we've got some. There's some interesting. The other piece, um, and Andrew, again, you had talked about this specifically about Indian Ivar. Uh, have it coming, you know, obviously Tara Vanderveer does not recruit players who do not know what they're about, but you were expressed some concern uh, about her coming out of a very slow Princeton-style offense and getting into more run-and-gun stuff that Coach likes to run at UNC. Um, just address that a little bit, and then, um, Max, you were talking about having uh, talked to her about uh, some of that stuff or seeing her work on some of that stuff this offseason and how that's come along. So, all right, Andrew, then Max, and then uh, let's get Terry and Anthony to weigh in on that. Yeah. Uh, is it about Stanford? 
They run really great offense. Uh, it's very pretty film candy for someone like me. Uh, you know, the, I don't even want to say the issue. The, the thing with those Princeton style, like passing backdoor cutting kind of offenses is that they are not always, but most of the time really like painstakingly slow. Um, and Stanford's offense is like that. Um, I did watch, uh, talk about that a little bit at media day, uh, the other day. Uh, and for what it sounds like is that, uh, they're going to use her in a very different way in the system, um, that would utilize her skills more rather than just throwing it into bags and getting into some cutting her screening action. I think they're going to really try and take more advantage of her athleticism with the dribble drive stuff, maybe some ball screens. Um, so I, India Navarre, I think is probably the one that is like, aside from the two transfers from, uh, the other two transfers, I think she's probably the one that I'm most interested to watch. Uh, especially given how much I think she might play. Um, yeah, it, there might be an adjustment period, but like I was telling Travis the other day, like if you can play Princeton, I, I think you can play any offense in all of basketball. I think it's the hardest one to learn. Um, so I think the pace um, will be a little bit of an adjustment period, but I don't see it as a major concern. Yeah, it's really interesting that Andrew says that because I've, in speaking to some people kind of that have seen her practice, I haven't been able to speak to her yet, um, but in seeing people, speaking to people who have seen her practice, it seems like it was a learning curve and like it took her maybe a little extra to kind of get into the pace, but now that she has, it's like, and for those who saw her at late night, like it's a whole other layer of her talent that's being exposed just through using Courtney Banghart's pace. Like she kind of adjusted to moving slow for so long and now that she's moving as fast as she can at sometimes it's just i think she's gonna truly be unlocked this year i'm excited um that's all i got i got one word for i'm excited she brings a different type of energy we're not used to and you just don't become a five star out of north carolina just by waking up you know you got to put the work in so um from what i've seen uh, with the recent uh, play she just, what was it called? Um, I can't even think of it. Late night? Yeah, late night. I'm sorry. <laughs> late night, the way she shot the three and the way she penetrated and the way, she, you know, just her speed. I'm excited for her. Um, you get a second, you get a clean slate, second chance. And yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready for her. I also think it's good. Uh, I, I think it's great having someone like K-Mac running full speed to yes. maybe have India come in and kind of slow it down if, if she needs to. I think she's got the like brain that goes along with her skill, which is, is really going to speak volumes in this, in this offense. Yeah, and she brings good size. I mean, she's 5'10". Um, and like Travis said, she I watched the highlights from late night and I saw her blow pass yeah. straight to the rim. Right, so I can see her getting a lot of and ones. Um, she shot the three really well. I think she had multiple threes um, during late night. So excited to see what she's going to bring. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure she's happy to probably be back home and playing, you know, in front of family. Um, very different from being out in, on the West Coast, you know. So I'm sure she's excited to be back. Be back and then home. just the system we play. You know, we play more of a freestyle, you know, open man, um, opposed from just being locked in a 
a post-dominant team, you know, get the ball inside, get the ball inside. And um not to discredit not to discredit Stanford, but you know, they was post they was post heavy. So Well they were post heavy and we we saw what happened when they could not get the ball in against right. a solid defense because good lord Ole Miss just put four quarters of absolute <laughs> defensive hurt on them in the dance last year. That is so true. <laughs> um, Speaking of states where you just don't roll out of bed and uh, and become a high recruit, uh, I'm always hesitant with freshmen coming in because you just you never know how they're going to translate to the next level. You know, we never know how even the best players in college are gonna are gonna go over in the W when they get there. But uh, Texas, uh, as we can attest from having the <laughs> privilege of watching Deja for the past several years, uh, Riley Gray's man. Uh, speaking of another addition to our post-depth this season. I am very, very excited to see what she brings to the table. Um, I did get the chance to watch a little bit of her tape uh, over the past couple of days, just through um, I basically people who I follow on Twitter who are smarter and more plugged in about recruiting than me. Um, <laughs> but I think she's going to be a very, very solid addition. And she's really... She's a really smart passer for her size. Like she's she's got good instincts for that as far as kicking it back out or just like, you know, okay, a trap is coming, a double's coming, let me get this to somebody who's cutting, or just we need a reset. Um, she seems like she processes at a really high level, so I'm pretty excited for that. I'm excited that she gets to develop. She doesn't have to come in and get 30 minutes right off the gate. You know, she has some pretty experienced players ahead of her, and she actually gets time to develop in the next level. Um, I watched her, um, I think it was the game prior to the state championship, and she was that that focal point um, on her team. And so she actually, you know, she gets time to develop um, and just build on her skills. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to her minutes as well, but um, I, I just want to see the development process. One thing I can say about Courtney or CB, um, when it comes to developing players, she does a great job, especially in the offseason. Yeah, that's a good point because our now seniors, you know, they didn't really get that chance to ride the bench and, you know, what I mean? they had to come in and, and play right away and play big minutes. So, yeah, that's a good point. She'll get to um, develop behind a lot of the senior and junior leadership that we have. I still feel as though she could come in and get maybe seven and 15 minutes and, you know, collect at least, uh, uh, she just give me that rebounding machine. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I want to put her in the same category as a Jessica Breedlin. You know, I don't know if you guys remember, but Jessica mm -hmm. Breedlin back in the day, she, she, she wasn't the number one offensive threat her freshman year, but she could come in and collect 10 rebounds in 12 minutes. Like it wasn't nothing. Yeah. Yeah. She, and her, she's got that, that springiness. That's if y'all remember India Bryant. Yes. Mm -hmm. She's got that same kind of like, I don't know if she's got pogo sticks in those shoes or what's going on there, but it's a very similar thing. Um, if you're listening to this and for some reason have been living under a rock, uh, you may notice we have not talked about Sierra Toomey or Layla Hull yet. Um, again, if you miss this, they are redshirting this season due to lingering high school injuries, so we will not see them this year. Um, but, you know, Coach uh, seemed 
confident and enthusiastic that they are just going to keep working and get back and we will just be adding them to what is already going to be a fairly deep roster next season. So wishing them a speedy and safe recovery and just hoping that they are healed up and ready to go when we tip off next year. Um, let's see here. Has anybody, um, I feel bad about this. I just, I have not gotten much of a look at Sydney Barker, um, who is walking on this year. Does it, has anybody seen anything out of her as far as tape or anything like that? I just, I, I have not been able to find much on her. She's a lethal shooter. She gets fired up and she can make 10 threes back to back. So I'm excited for her to, you know, be able to have that role where she can come in off the bench and, you know, God forbid we're down a couple of points and she can, you know, she she reminds me of that potential e Eva, the Eva Hoskin. My thing is she could come, you know, she might not have the highest ranks, but she could come in and, you know, she worked hard. You know, look at Eva. I'm not sure where Eva was, but I think when I seen, when, when I first started doing research, when she first came um, to Carolina, she was... She wasn't ranked highly coming out of high school, but, you know, she got to Carolina and, you know, she did her thing. Yeah, and another thing about Sydney, uh, Anthony kind of touched on a little bit. She's just, like, she's the best. Like, she's such a hard worker, and she she's a, she's our only walk-on this year. First walk-on, I think, for a while in Courtney Banghart's era, and I she's really kind of earned every rep she's gotten from what I've heard. And, yeah, she just seems like someone that everyone on the team – can't speak badly of and just she comes and doesn't necessarily look for reps and games yeah. but I think she'll really like give a lot of effort when, when she does get her time to shine and then it's nothing like having somebody that loves being a Tar Heel yeah. mm-hmm. you know I, I you know I watched a couple of her interviews and she loves Chapel Hill she just loves she just wants to be the best Tar Heel she could be <laughs> and um, you get somebody on your team like that I mean, that's just, it's, it's a burst of positive energy. So, you know, granted, she might not have the ranks coming out of high school or whatnot, but um, I, she, she could be on any team I have because the fact that you love Carolina so bad, like, I, I'm i here for it. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you always, I feel like that's just as important. You know, you need starters who are leaders and obviously senior experience leadership, but I feel like that's such an important component for any roster to have is that person who maybe they don't see the floor a whole lot or, or at all in a given game, depending on the situation, but they're just never checked out. They're always there. They're always with it. They're always standing up when a teammate does something good. And I feel like that's just, that's something we've actually been very, very fortunate with over the past several years in Chapel Hill is no matter what the situation was, we always had one or two of those people who were just really, really about it no matter what, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I would think of, and obviously she had a much bigger role before, just a, the most unfortunate injury like in history, but like that was Jalen Murray. Like yes. she was the emotional center yes. of that team. And she's back on the staff now. Yeah. yeah. Brought her back, so so she, we got some great energy on yeah, the bench. <laughs> Like she, I feel like there was a direct line from looking back to a couple of kids who didn't, and obviously Jalen was more of an, an injury thing, but like Olivia Smith was that way too. Oh, yes. Yes. Just absolutely was loved being there. And it's so whether, and you know, if she, if she really is, if she can 
be a microwave, you know, mid-30s or maybe above three-point shooter off the bench and just come in and just, you know, pop, pop, pop. Yep. You know, <laughs> I, went, I went three for five behind the arc and played okay defense and sat back down like, okay, that's, you know, we'll, we'll take it for sure. I just, with, with this whole roster, I'm just looking at it and I'm amazed because I've never seen a Carolina team this deep, even in the glory days, as, you know, people like to say, but I've never, you know, it's always been seven, but we, we really could go, what is it now, 10 deep? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. We have two starting lineups. I was going <laughs> to say, we probably have like two starting fives, yeah. <laughs> That'd be... This is looking ahead a little bit, but I'll be curious to see what shakes out in terms of what this roster looks like if some or all of the seniors decide to take their COVID year. I know DK, um, I was looking at an interview. She didn't um, want to speak too much uh, ahead, but DK, I'm here to tell you, you're standing, t- you're standing Chapel Hill. You're standing Chapel Hill. Get that fifth year, collect another bag, do what you do. Liz, same for you, Ali Z, uh, Pooh, you know, we want you here. We want you here. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I think DK is probably leaning towards coming back. Her mom, I saw her mom tweet yeah. the other day, and she was like, her junior and senior year will only get meaner. So I'm like, wait a what? minute, that's, Archie, that, she, are you saying right. she's coming back? <laughs> you know, that NIL, I think, has been very good to her. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think I would come back. You yeah. know, it's hard to, you know, make a, um, a roster um, in the W, you know, and I, I could see her coming back yeah. and working on her game and improving. You know, I was looking at um, the stats from last year where I would like to see her improve is that three point shooting. Yes. Um, she only hit about 28 percent last year. And I think, you know, to make it in the league, you probably as a guard, you know, you probably want to be a knockdown shooter, yeah. you know, so she probably want to get that. I mean, I would say maybe in the 30s, 40s um, percentile. Um, so I do want to see her improve that as well. Uh, 40s might be asking. Yeah, <laughs> might be asking too much, but definitely, yes. you know, in the 30s. <laughs> All right, Eva, come back. <laughs> yeah, but um, DK, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for her this year. I, I just love her confidence. And she's so... Uh, multi-talented as in you know just things that she want to do in life and um i like her hustle i love her hustle you know she's out there i looked i checked i follow her on social media and she was just doing so much this summer and i'm like but every chance she got she was in a gym you know so i i can appreciate it i can appreciate that yeah and she loves chapel hill too you know i saw where she did an interview and she said even though she was away so much she she missed being in chapel hill as home um, so you can, you know, you can appreciate that, yeah. you know, someone who always wants to work on their craft and get better. So. And she's that like, she's the unquestioned sort of leader and voice, not just because of seniority, but you can just tell, like, she was the one, I know they ended up losing the game, but in the ACC tournament last year, that last time out in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter against Duke, she was the one who pulled everybody together and said, Hey, I know y'all are tired. We'll be tired later. Right. We don't have time for that right now. Yeah. Like, and did just they showed that clip when they came back from the media timeout, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm ready to run through a brick wall." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think she'll be the one to hold, and, and probably not the only one on the team, but I think she'll be the one to hold her teammates accountable. Right. You know what I mean? Like getting the best out of them, 
that she can get, that coach can get. So I, I think she, she's going to be that leader and she's going to hold her teammates accountable. And I think, think that's something that, you know, we're going to need. We have a tough schedule this year. We have a very tough schedule. Very, very tough schedule. Yeah, it's going to be intense. I, The one, speaking of things we'd like to see from outside shooting improvement, and Andrew, you and I were talking about this, and I wanted to, if you could uh, reiterate now that we're not on a phone call and actually recording in public here, um, I would really like to see, and it, it's not about necessarily the percentage, but just to change the gravity on the floor a little bit. There's a lot of times when Liz gets the ball on the wing behind the arc and just kind of stands there for a second and then she passes it or tries to do something else other than pull it. And I would love to see her pull at least one or two more times a game just to keep defenses a little more honest because when she gets the ball behind the line, they're six, eight feet off her every time. And it just feels like if she were taking those shots, they would at least have to scooch up a little bit. And that might open up an additional cutting lane somewhere. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, uh, for her career, she shot it at just over 30%. So the problem is, is that last year she shot 33 threes all year. Um, I think that's a little bit too low. Um, you know, I think my hope is us being this guard heavy um, that it'll open up some more space, whether it's in Asia with some ball screens where she could pop um, or it's in the flow and transition and she's not afraid to pull one. Um, you know, I, I said this the other night, but, you know, the reason that those attempts are as low as they are um, it looks like it's just maybe a little over one a game. Um, that could be so many different things. I mean, that could be uh, coaching staff telling her, you know, maybe we don't want you to pull that. Uh, it could be a confidence thing. It could just be, you know, the offense really doesn't lend its way to a lot of spot-up threes for the four. Um, you know, it can be so many different things. Um, but... Uh, you know, where Alyssa is best is she's best in that high post area where she can take a defender one-on-one or hit cutters from there or uh, in transition. She's, I think, I, I'm i not even joking when I say this. I think Alyssa Osby is the best player in the country at sealing her player off in transition and getting deep post position. I like, there are players that are bigger than her and stronger than her. I still think she understands positioning better than anyone I've ever watched in college basketball. Um, but, you know, if that's where she feels that she's best, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's not like the offense has been terrible. Um, but, you know, if it's something, then, you know, the floor is more spread out with as many guards as she has, maybe she looks to pull, you know, maybe one more game and maybe, you know, instead of 33 attempts, maybe we get up to 50. Um, you know, you know, Whatever the fit that factor is, you know, that's between probably her and the coaching staff. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's at least worth an experiment to see if we can up the volume just a tick. Yeah. I definitely can see more threes, um, especially her playing at three position. Um, like I said, we got DK at the one and Lexi at the two and um, us be at the three. I can see her 
Um, pulling the three a little more. Yeah, definitely, because that'll take her from that low post and, you know, provide her, you know, a little more space. And, you know, hopefully she get the chance and she knock them down. Yeah, I think as far as the shooting, I think it was, it definitely was a product of the offense, but I think it was her confidence as well. Um, I think having to play the four as much as she did when she's, she grew up playing point guard. Like, right. she played point guard in high school and then happened to grow to be 6'1". So, um, <laughs> I think having her play the three, and she worked a lot over the offseason uh, about not having her shot go over her head when she shoots. So, I think her, her shot looks as good as it's ever been. I think playing the three, I think we'll definitely see her put up a lot more threes this year and make them, hopefully. Yeah, and I would like to see her finish better around the rim. There was a lot of missed layups last year, and it was, like, so frustrating because it was like, you're right there by the rim. We got to finish those. We got to put those in. And her free throw shooting, too, I think, hopefully, will improve. I think she only yeah. shot about 57% last year. We, we we can't have that. We can't have that. But as a team, though, free throw shooting, we weren't that great. Um, we were about 68%, it looks like, last year. So hoping to see that improve. And then – even just to add, um, with all that, she's still, I feel like she's still an underrated player, especially mm-hmm, when absolutely. it comes to the national mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Like, she is a dog. Like, you know, she she's a great athlete. Like, you see her on the court, you're like, wow. You know, she, she's amazing. She's definitely a star of the team, you know, just as well as, you know, DK and, you know, who, so on and so on. But, um, yeah, she's definitely underrated. Yeah, and as far as the leadership, too, that we touched on, her and Deja are going to be the two. It's great to have your two best players also be the two most vocal players, and I definitely see that happening this year. She does all the dirty work, and she's technically, like, I feel like she's worked as hard as anyone else on the team Mm -hmm. this offseason, so I, I, I could see her even taking a step up this year. That'd be huge. Yeah, the free throw thing, and this has been a thing for a couple of seasons now, but, yeah, I'm on her hoop stats right now. Um... 68% 68% from the stripe as a team. And this is one of the few categories where they are well out of top rankings in the country. Like not just, you know, there are some things where they're average, some things better than average, some things really good. But this is one of the few things. But free throws and percentage of total points generated from free throws, they are out of 361 rated teams. They are 269th in percentage and 257th in percentage of points off free throws. So that's, I, you know, I I hope as a team that everybody stood at that stripe in the offseason <laughs> and put up a couple hundred a day. Yeah. That, that, that has killed us in some, in some close games, you know? You don't, you don't think about it necessarily in the moment, but you go back and look at how many went one and one or whatever over the course of a game, and when there's a close margin like that, you know, that that stuff can really kill you. We we absolutely win that second Virginia Tech game if they Definitely. shoot better from the free throw line last year. I'm still ticked off about that. We suppose that I had that one. <laughs> well, I there's also uh what why why was Liz Kitley open? Yeah, that's true. Totally. Wide open for that shot. Yeah. Like that's the one player that you absolutely <laughs> have to have some money in her big pocket. The, you forgot about the best player. <laughs> and that shot of her dad going crazy in the stands, man. Yeah. It's oh, like God. a heartbreak city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. That's actually, 
I this is this is why I'm super excited for Octane because what you do is you get and this is I feel bad for Coach Mac up at BC. It's man, I've I've been to Chestnut Hill. Mm-hmm. I've been to Chestnut Hill in the winter. It's not a place anybody would want to be voluntarily. And no offense, my cousin went to BC. Great school, great place, but like Coach Mac did. I feel, I feel she gets poached, man. She coaches these kids up, and then they go because that we we got Goddang Kenny Brooks got Taylor Sewell yeah. out of BC last season, and look what she did in Blacksburg. I by the way, I Virginia Tech here. Look, here's a free. I don't know how y'all are not doing this already. Um, your current students may not even get the reference, but how are y'all not printing shirts that say "Ain't no such thing as halfway Brooks." <laughs> I, how are y'all not doing that that's free marketing free marketing <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe mob deep would sue you for that but <laughs> free marketing from a target <laughs> but man it's uh it's gonna be a great year yeah. um does anybody have any final thoughts just real quick on the roster we will get into schedule obviously there are some Big matchups coming up on that, as was alluded to earlier in the podcast at a later time, and we will figure out recording schedules and all that going forward. Y'all, dear listener, please just bear with us. Obviously, this is our first time doing this, so we're just getting our feet under us, but any final thoughts on the roster or anything else before we wrap this thing up? You know, we didn't talk about Paris too much, but I think I think she's going to be huge for us yes, this year. Yes, I think we're going to see her shooting a lot more, uh, very confident. We know she can go off for like 20. She did that against VT at VT, you know, so I, I think she's going to be huge for us. I can even see her starting at some point yes. in the season as the point guard and move Deja, you know, to the two. So looking forward to see how we use her this year. You know what I'd love to do? I'd love if we go around and say our ideal starting five. Is that possible? Ooh. All right. All right. Can we do that? Let's do it. it was, all right. Mags, it was your idea. So right. you're, right you're, you're batting lead off, man. I've, I've thought a lot about this. Um, so I think, I mentioned this earlier, I think the possibility of having Tiani Key as a starter is limitless. So I think we bring Deja in at the point guard. Let her run primary offense. Have Lexi, which we didn't speak a lot about Lexi, but she's going to be great 3 and D. Uh, Liss getting to run kind of her true position at the 3. Tiani coming in at the 4. And then kind of a cop-out, but either Gakdang or Pool at the 5. I could see both of them kind of being a true 5, holding it down in the paint. It's funny you say that. Um, my starters are actually a reflection of yours. I have the same thing. Um, I do feel like Maria and Poole will, uh, depending on the matchup, mm-hmm. you know, so if we got Kitley, um, I think Poole may start. And I say that because she, well, they both have experience. They both come from the ACC. But Maria, I think she can hold her on. You know, she has to live. She has to experience, you know, versus Kitley. Um, but I don't know. Something tells me when we play UConn, I feel like we'll use Poole a little more. Mm. Because I don't know, something just tells me something tells me, you know, we'll use pool more. And I say that because of um what's their what's their center name? She wear the face mask at Yukon. Where is is it Edwards? <laughs> Edwards. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. We all just collect. <laughs> right. We all yeah. looking at each other like <laughs> But yeah, I, I think she she they size wise they kinda match up well. Okay. 
I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with my my five. I still have Deja as the point guard, Lexi as the shooting guard, Utsvi, then Paul, and then Gadding. So I, I think we go big. I think yeah. we go big. I like it. It's a lot of rebounding. I love a lot of rebounding. Yep. <laughs> Defense. Lexi. Don't, let's not forget. Lexi was the um, Big Twelve Defensive yes, Player of the Year. Yes. Yeah, all defensive team. So she's gonna bring that defense. So yeah. Then you bring Kayla off the bench. Wow, yeah. she's gonna tie our team up. <laughs> I get tired looking at her. Andrew, hit us with it, man. I'm gonna go against the green here a little bit. I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate. Um, I am will admit I'm slightly biased towards smaller lineups. Um, so I am gonna go with Deja at the one. Um, the two. I would like to. I mean, you could put whoever. Um, I would like to see either. Paulina or Kayla, um, just to spread the floor a little bit more than I think. Um, and I say that with a caveat, I have no idea, like, from what it sounds like, Tiani T is going to take over the entire universe, and I hope that's the case. <laughs> I have to see it first. Um, so if that's the case, then yeah, I'm fine with going big. Um, uh, at the Three, uh, that's where I would put Lexi, uh, have Alyssa at the four, and then Gakdang at the five. Um, so, yeah, I... I like I it. I like it, too. I like it. I like it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, part of me is just, like, having, you know, I think Paulina and Kanak are great off the bench. You know, I just... Think that you're getting to a point of diminishing returns if you have them both come off the bench. Uh, but again, like we've already mentioned, like depending on who we're playing, I, you know, there might be times where I'd rather have Lexi on a team's like much bigger two guard than someone like Paulina, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, if I were doing it, just having not seen them in preseason or and any of their practices so far, that's kind of how I'm thinking. Uh, but we'll see how it shakes out, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I would, I, I guess, all right, so DK at the one. I would be interested to see a smaller, faster... Now, again, this is contingent upon situations. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what a hyper-small kind of, like, DK, K-Mac, Wiss, Key, and then Gokdang or Pool, I guess, depending on at, at the five. Um, or even, you know, if you wanted to really, really get bonkers and just run people off the floor and again i don't this probably would not start but like you could put dkk mac and paulina out there all at the same time listen the four key at the five and just say all right if y'all want to try and keep up with this for you know <laughs> eight eight minutes of just absolutely vicious speed good luck go ahead do your best <laughs> good luck um so that i guess Obviously, we were talking about starters, which I just got completely off topic there. But that that'd be a fun bench to see, yeah, mix and match to see roll out there at some point. But um, all right, y'all. This has been Carmichael Radio. Uh, I am Travis signing off for Max Linky.
sir. Thank you for having us. Anthony Battle. Thank you for having us, Matt. Terry Stacker. Thanks for having us. It was fun. And Andrew Kajera. Nice to you. All right, y'all. This has been Carmichael Radio. Y'all be well. Y'all be kind. And go Heels. Take care. Thank you.